millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back in. Wait, do it again. I was just doing a horrible throat clear. Welcome to the hive. No, no. the main. Uh, we are actually supposed to record the hive first to get our giddiness out so that we're more structured for the main episode. But here we are. Straight in. No kissing. Welcome to the main them, episode. Don't give them behind the scenes, you know, intel. It's, we need to keep the mystique little bit of housekeeping <laughs> thank you all for your lovely comments on the hive last week it was a great hive uh wasn't it i if i do, do say so myself it? having been involved in it absolutely yeah Top i enjoyed notch. it many people enjoyed it thank you for your comments thank you for your kindness yeah um if you're wondering what we're talking about maybe it's time to dip your toe <laughs> dip your toe into the hive but i think to give people an overview it was one of those episodes where we went a little off topic and we discussed this sort of morality around it and the kind of i suppose complexity of being a human alive in this exact moment of time yes it stayed with me totally because we talked about being good versus being bad and how that's how you exist and how that's impossible but that's what's being demanded yes and I, i this whole week i've been like yeah and I've been really embracing bad. bad. <laughs> uh, you know, you're like, That's yes, you're going to fuck up. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. Why? You know, be uh, to the best of your ability. Do your best. But also do things with the best of intention. Laugh. But like you're, no one can be good all of the time. No. And that's fine, isn't it? But and also, also doing bad things doesn't make you a bad person. OK, so, but the actual okay. episode was way more Nuanced. considered and uh, better than this no it wasn't no, get that said this is leading me to say if that's the case it's time to open the package because that would be considered Ooh, bad like, it is considered bad but I mean I, I'm not going to think I'm a bad person if I open this package I'm just so intrigued but look okay look let's just let's just open a slice of it and have a, a peek in alright quick peek 
Do we have a small knife? I have a small nail. Yeah. Jokes. Imagine if I did still have it. <laughs> All right, gonna peel this it open be the there. Very okay. Time that. Oh God, that... I feel like I'm putting the darkness right on my own hands. What Another happened? piece of housekeeping. Get chooser tickets. Is this like yet another instance where we're going to be like, we did that thing on the podcast and now I think we need to delete it. All right, here, let's yeah, no, park 100%. it. Okay, do park it. We'll do, we may or may not open that package later on. We'll but get back to you about what may or may. Out. But people yeah. at home are literally squirming, itching now oh because that's how I feel about box. the package. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is in that It's a book box? or something. It's just too boring. Oh, it's not. It's well, like, it's, it's kind well of packaged. protective packaging inside there, like a kind of a, Felix a lot of tissue. Expensive. Or, mm, I'm going to commune with the pack. If anyone has any kind of clairvoyance, <laughs> get in touch. Clairvoyance? Yeah. That's the name of the package's address. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. It is quite a generic Irish name. Like for people who are like, just search that name. You're getting a lot Do of comments. You know I'm wondering? Okay. Look at this. Quite like a, you know, Brits out kind of. <laughs> Which? <laughs> Embrace the bat. Oxford well, Lane. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. What if there's like a Cambridge Lane or oh. like there is like a Brighton Road? Well, search what this. Is, search yeah, this. there's an air code. Search that there, Soph. But this is the air code for here. Like, no, say. it's not. Okay, again, I'm going okay, right. to finish this as All right, an activity to be doing chat. on the internet. Let's just do that in our own time. Welcome back into the Creep Dive. Thank you all for everything that I just said. The tickets are available to patrons uh, for our Halloween festival. Da, 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 get in get them while they're hot and there's still a few left and it's going to be a great day it's going to be fancy dress slash costume a, a costume ball a costume ball yeah outside come as a ball come do a- whatever you need to do it's going to be great it's going crack. to be great come as a creep character come as yourself if you're creepy enough on that level how, come as your favourite how are your stories shaping up for the big event I mean oh it's, shit it's going to be Needing to be pretty scary. It's going to need yeah, to be scary neck ghost level. story. But you know what I did do? What? I took a trip out to Musgraves to didn't buy anything. Just did a little recce of like all the stuff that we're gonna need for like Jen's juice stand. I already got what one. Else I got a offer? big glass eight liter uh, for my juice for my punch. And Jen. I got a, I got like a few hundred cups. No, I have one okay, of I'm gonna make a non-alcoholic one. No, it is non-alcoholic. No, her cider's not. No, it is. Then you can you can you can add to it if you want. But the big vat of it. Remember, you guys, it was the juice that we had at my thirtieth. Oh yeah, the spice cider. Yeah, that was non-alcoholic. You had to add the alcohol in yourself. Oh. So, uh, but that's so what option. I was was just a contact high at that event. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Sister Act Two. Just does it for me. It's I have so many props involved in what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> Are you gonna do the tattooing? Oh, someone well, was I, in touch I, I, in a worried fashion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had both uh, concern, and then I've had people requesting tattoos. Okay, so concern, um, concern, and so a professional tattoo artist. Tattoo artist to the creep court, Sissa Spiral. Follow her on Instagram. She is a talent. She expressed doubts that it was a good idea. Right. During one of my recent sessions with her. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> see any tattoos. Tattoo. I don't know why I I'm know like putting it well. on my... Ooh. Oh, I love that. Ah, uh, yes. that I have that as a pin. Swimmer that little bit. with the... What do you call them? The... Pool bag towers or the pigeon house, and are they the 
six counties then behind it? That is offensive. There, the, it's a cloud. The six counties. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Just Northern Ireland yeah, map. I'm yeah. a big Provo bitch at heart. Isn't it beautiful? Stunning. Um, she has her back to the camera there. Yeah, no, you here. can see it. You can see it well. It kind of, if we're and honest, it lingered like on it for too long. <laughs> and also, I do have a kind of... Um, no one can hear you. Back no to your microphone. Back to your mic. So I do need to acknowledge that this is actually the work of two artists there. So that is Domino Whiskers Embroidery. It's beautiful. That is so beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. And then I gave that to Sissa and she interpreted it in her fair, like uniquely... Beautiful. Beautiful. This is incredibly talented. She's yeah. working on my tattoo. Also a great laugh. I really love the way company. in the time that you've managed to get a few petals done. You've had three tattoos. Three tattoos I, I'm keeping her. track. I am. I know. I know. I feel it's just a testament to how goddamn hard Cassie Dead Pandalini works. Now, speaking we, of hardworking, I yes. do have a hardworking creep that I'm desperate to get. Okay, please. Acknowledgement of Laura Hogan. She is a personal trainer from Dublin. I personally am so excited that we have a personal trainer in our listenership because I just feel like she's, that's a le- that's healthy. Yeah. She's a healthy person who But there's loads of yoga teachers. That's yeah. true, but that's on brand for them. We know they contain darkness. Yeah. So personal darkness. trainers like are genuinely out there just doing good work, keeping us all, you know, mobile. Taking over. Okay. One person at a time. So she... Is doing a big fundraiser this month and she is doing it in honor of two cancer support centers, Purple House in Bray and Cork Arc, right? So she is going to do 600,000 steps all the way through October. So that is 20,000 steps a day. She's documenting her progress. Obscene. I, oh, lots of her Ridiculous. clients are getting involved too. That is like two to five kilometer walks just um daily. On the daily pretty much so it's like actually genuinely a really good thing if you want Wait, to Wait, the 20,000 steps is mo- far more than 10,000 is the recommended 10,000 steps and that's about 8 kilometers is it well, I have really long legs <laughs> <laughs> I would literally walk around Ireland for 60,000 she is covering steps. those six counties just in one thrust of a pelvis so anyway stride she wants to raise five grand which is absolutely class um the creep is donating um like from from me my cut don't worry i wasn't volunteering your cut i was like we haven't talked about this but here we go (laughs) no problem so go and follow her at laura hogan underscore pt on instagram and you might be inspired there is a couple of 5k walks that she's organizing through the month. I just think it's like a fucking really fucking great thing. Yes. To kick, Get. Your, kick yourself into August. Oh, I see she's followed by the fucking yoga teachers. <gasps> Good woman. Just disdain in your voice. They're no, listening. there isn't. I actually love the yoga teachers. I just enjoy winding them up more than I am. Um, more than I enjoy being pleasant to them. And I really would like to actually go to some yoga classes very soon well there's plenty to choose from so that's great thank you Laura thank you Laura and well done for what you're doing and we're very excited would anyone like to hear a patron testimony very quickly we are 45 minutes into this okay fuck that we better tell a creep story we'll tell a creep (laughs) I'm going to come now with the smallest man that ever was okay on the biggest stage in the world amazing let's go would you like it I love thing. it. We're back in. We're PT Barnum time. We are in the 1930 somethings. Uh, we are in the world of, as I said before, when I didn't tell the story, PT Barnum, who is the greatest showman on earth, who is was an it was a bastard. 
Yeah. In the world of exploitation. Yeah. Now, he, he was a pioneer in the world of exploitation. He was. Very he was. talented singer. <laughs> it, was he? <laughs> well, well yeah. according to Hugh Jackman. Oh, that film. Now, the film is, prob- is a problem because the film paints Hugh Jackman as B.T. Barnum as this sort of <laughs> kind and, you know, loving yeah, it, it individual. Just, this, this very well-intentioned man who goes well-intentioned. slightly off course for yeah. five minutes and comes right back on. That definitely wasn't the case. Now, that's that money now. now. Money would entice me right off course. No problem. It was a it was a ginger woman that enticed him off was course. Was it? Yeah. Ooh, Angela Scanlon. <laughs> yes. Shout out Angela to Anne Scan. She was new jewellery line that looks very she's nice. 90 years old now. But the, um, thing about, the thing about she's got him. PT. Um, Personal trainer Phineas. Phineas, right. Was that he, whether you like it or not, was raising five grand for charity. Was, <laughs> was doing his 20,000 steps a day. And that was what it was all about in the end. So no, no, he was not. He was a genuine kind of, you know, amazingly, he was able to do a lot of shit. I guess he was the birth of marketing. And mm. the, he just was a machine. Now, it all went amazingly well for him financially and for his businesses. I think things were going really well for him for other reasons, too. White Such man. as white man. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, but he, he brass neck his way wealth. in. And he also kind of uh, was able to generate. I don't know. I don't know he if there was from generational wealth. Money. I'm sure. Yeah. But even still, as a white man, he probably could access <clears throat> money and finances in a way that most people couldn't. Well, VCs of the age were probably more ready to invest. Yeah. Now, welcome to 1938. P.T. Barnum's show was on, was going. So he, at the time, was in the market of exploiting people who had various differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For instance, Owl Man. Yeah. Who I told you a little bit about on the who on the show. He was an individual able to turn his head completely backwards. Terrifying. 180 degrees and then take a walk across the stage. Thrilling people. Mm, I would leave. Um, (laughs) There was many individuals with various kind of syndromes that we understand now. Super stretchy skin. People with born with additional limbs. And so P.T. Barnum was on the hunt for those particular individuals. I think as a child, I would have been placed in this. Like a Um, six foot 12 year old. I would have been straight into the the circus. Yeah, maybe. But like at the time, and if you kind of, the minute you go in back into the research, your instinct says, no, this is wrong. And then I, I believe that instinct is correct. Yes. But then the arguments you're seeing back from various historians are, that PT offered them a moneyed life. He looked after them in terms of they got a wage. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, and we as don't well, know. at the time, like anybody like that would have been potentially institutionalized. Just no questions asked. Yeah. So, but like. Which is better though. What things. is like, is it a net positive that they were then placed in a different type of institution essentially yeah. but like perhaps with their needs looked after mm. well or, I suppose they're not here to kind of report on that they're not so well there is I'll tell you a bit of an interview of a man whose career is partially doing this now and what his take on this particular individual is so mm-hmm. w- let's talk about Tom Tom now yeah. Tom Tom wasn't his name 
Stratton was his name. Uh, Charles Stratton. Oh, damn. The way I, I thought, thought it was Stratton first name and I was like, that's a fucking good first name. Stratton Stratton. Thumb. I'm going to text it to Rosemary thumb. straight away. I'm trying to convince Rosemary of like this Rosemary a good McCabe. A baby man. name. Um, supporter of the Creep Dive. Thank you, Rosemary. <laughs> I want her to call it Baron. Baron. Mm. Mm. What's or, the second or name? Stratton. Baron McCabe. Second name. Yeah, we is need a full w- scene in order Wallace? to decide. Baron Wallace. You can't call Baron. I don't, Baron know, if Wallace. I don't no? know if that's the second name at all. Baron no. Wallet. Is that what it sounds like? Baron Wallace. I just think Baron's a cool name. Okay, it back to Tom. Cool. Okay. But it's Charles. very hard. Stratton. So what do you think of when you think of Tom Thumb? You think of that old English nursery, nursery rhyme. Right. I didn't. Because Did you not? Did you not? Yeah. Maybe. How old are we? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. He old, he old <laughs> Come with me back. Twas a winter of 1938 slash 42. An infant Jennifer was delighting and relatives <laughs> in Dublin at the time. I was. Legendary showman P.T. Barnum was stranded in Charles's hometown, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Right. So at the time, P.T. Barnum's shows were taken off and people knew P.T. was in the market for more people to star in his show. So the minute he landed in this particular uh, town, he got made aware of Charles Stratton. People kept saying, hey, P.T., you should check out Charles. You should check him out. Have you heard about Charles, P.T.? And he was like, all right, who is he? Let's go check him out. Now, here's where the story gets a bit fuckery. Because if we're to believe the movie, Charles was 13, 14. Okay. Charles was four. No. (laughs) Okay. Four-year-old child was presented to P.T. Barnum. No. Now, uh, obviously, P.T. Barnum said, I have great interest in this extraordinary uh, boy because of his size. So Charles Stratton was a little person and he was at the time, aged four, just 25 inches tall. I was literally that size coming out of the womb. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. The average size of a four month old, Soph. I mean, it's the tattoo's time to shine. Yeah. There we go. So, there we go. What? Yeah, a very small individual. Now, are you sure it's not inches, Jen? No, inches, yes. I said inches. You said centimeters. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I apologize. That is two coffee cups stacked on top of each other. What's 25? I like to get a video. So, twice that. It's a four month old, Soph. It's the standard size of a four month old. Uh, now Still Charles very small. at the time was four, which means he was a very small individual and his parents were not well off. Did you say 25 inches? 25 inches. Yeah. Yeah. So like an amazingly small little person. And, Char- and PT was like, I'll have him for the show. And his parents were like, OK, um, he's four. So you must be under. I mean, can we come with him? And PT said, yeah, maybe. Um, I'll also give you a wage. And so the parents were like, okay, um, I deal. guess. Oh my God. So off Charles went hand in hand with PT Barnum to immediately be thrust on the stage. So PT Barnum got to work, kitting him out in amazing clothes, like the most spared no expense. Beautiful tiny top hats, leather handmade shoes, gorgeous shirts and overcoats and Mm. tails and everything. His plan for Charles was to teach him a few songs, a couple of gags. He'd come on at the top of the show, 
and he'd be a big draw for the show. And, you know, the thing was, he was four. So there was limited capabilities from a four-year-old to do what they were told. But it seems like Charles was exceptional in that he was able to follow orders. He learnt off his songs. He did his dance. You know, it was amazing. So, anyway, it was at that time that P.T. Barnum decided, Charles, we're going to have to change your name. And Charles was like, okay, what what are we going with? Tom Charles is a very Thumb. deep voice for a four-year-old. Tom Thumb it was. <laughs> and so began this kind of amazing touring of Tom Thumb. So here we go. Uh, Professor Eric D. Lyman, author of Becoming Tom Thumb, said the ti- Tom Thumb said the t- title general. Oh, sorry. He was, oh, he was, <laughs> PT was like, not Tom Thumb ain't enough. Let's make this kid a general. Here so, I've got a picture of him dressed as General Tom Thumb. In a kilt and a sp- with a sparring. A sparring. Yes. Oh, wow. Is there any point in showing yeah. that? So Tom was trained to speak in an English accent and uh, was supposed to be this kind of, you know. Trained to speak in an English accent. Yeah. It was part of the whole thing. Look, the media at the time, not at all concerned with exploitation and just devoured these images of this little person dressed as... Like, the thing is, you dress a four-year-old, any four-year-old, in this kind of level of... Small suitery. Small suitery. Mm. It's gorgeous and cute. So he was both gorgeous and lovely. Now, however, on the shows went, right? And Charles was set to become an unbelievable international star. And he was off to London, which was a brave move at the time because the two countries had just been at war for 30 years. And P.T. Barnum was like, we're cracking England, lads. Get on the ship. We're going over. So he arrived with everyone and the show's kicked off. What are you looking at me like that for? By at war, do you mean they were in a war together well, against was... another opponent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they, they'd been off to war. Sorry, they had been at war. Sorry, yeah. that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. They had, yeah. it, had, it was a they war were all at time. War. And I guess they were on at the, the same time, side, but... you're right. Everybody yeah. sort of wanted to have something positive, a bit of fun. You know, there was an appetite for totally. kind of crack. And these shows represented that. Although, again, we must say how exploitative and horrendous it sort of was at the same time. But how and ever, that was what was going on. Oh, yeah. And people were making big money. Mm. Charles Stratton was taking in a fucking fortune, as well as P.T. Barnum. Yeah. So he was raking it in. They were there. They kicked off their first show in London. It wasn't great. Ticket sales were a bit patchy. People didn't quite get the show. They were like, hmm. I relate. I don't know. P.T. was like, how are we going to get do this? We're going to have to get a, we're going to have to hit the Queen. We need an audience with Queen Victoria. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, PT, it's never going to happen. The OG influencer. The OG influencer. Yes, the Mm. original Kardashian family. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get in? Unbelievably, they managed to book a date. Right? And on they went. Sure. I'm sorry, but like the English monarch have been hoarse from publicity forever. Well, that's it. (laughs) That's it, right? Because uh, Charles opened the show. Charles Stratton. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Charles was six at this time. 
and introduced uh, there was this big introduction to the royal court in they were in one of the palaces they were in this huge hall the family stood at the end all sitting silently while a show took place in front of them extremely tense mm, but yeah. good they thought so anyway the show went on and uh, Queen Victoria was totally static in watching it um, on came Charles entered with the hat did the routine few cheeky songs rattled off a few impressions and at the time as well that the court were in mourning for Prince Albert's father so they were all in black as the kind of royal family do for months on end after a member used to die so Queen Victoria was just like back when they did die back when people yeah, died they really are they're really hanging on around these days aren't they yeah yeah so what if it, they got access to the rest of us don't uh, who taxi dreaming and paper mache <laughs> <laughs> they are all corpse brides yeah they are right so anyway the show was going on a bit tense everyone was wearing black uh it was kind of the end of the show and it came to leaving so they'd been briefed on how to leave when you're in front of the royal family. You can never turn your back on the royal family. Yeah you, ha- yeah, you have to kind of like kind of bow and bow away. Yes. So yeah. Barnum was there, you know, the greatest showman, kind of understanding the etiquette and kind of backing out of the room, right? Uh, Charles was trying to do the same, but keep step. But he couldn't. So he... Like he couldn't move fast enough to get six. back out of the room. He couldn't match the strides of a fully exactly. grown man. Exactly. And, and he's he, six. Yeah. Just keep on mentioning So this. he turned and ran to kind of get up with with PT. And didn't one of the fucking Royal Spaniels take chase? <gasps> oh my God. Okay. Oh so God. one of the Royal Spaniels, same size as Charles, uh, started barking and kind of going after him. Stratton, Charles ever the performer, took out his miniature sword and began kind of, uh, you know, pretending to fight off the dock. And the royal family erupted in laughter. Oh, and thank it God. Was a I huge, that could have gone either way. Could have, very much Jesus, so. if it had been like current Queenie and her corgis, I'd say that would have been like not gone down well. Yeah. Not good. <clears throat> so Charles's fame then was completely secured. The royal family were like, yes, you're in. He became sort of, like, I guess they related to each other in this kind of, like being sort of totally abnormal people that everyone's looking at all the time. The royal family kind of took him in. He used to or hang like out. Abnormal life experiences. Yeah, yeah. They were just kind of I guess they there was something there between them. Now, st- weird shit was going on with Charles and the general public, right? So at the time they had these so photography had been invented and they used to sell these little plates of photograph of all the performers in the show Tom being the number one popular performer tons of people would buy these photographic plates of him have them in their home he was a celebrity he was, mm-hmm. it was the kind of big deal so women this is just totally weird so women as well uh, he used to kind of queue up and mob him outside the shows and they would queue to get a kiss from him and the reports are that husbands were driven wild with jealousy so he was still under 10 at this point. Right. Isn't that fucking weird? They were like fetishizing him. Yes, as this small man kind of thing. Or uh, Very strange. However, um, P.T. Barnum saw this and he was like, look, we need a wedding. We've got to get Tom married. 
Uh, yeah. Do we? <laughs> well, I'm, no. But <laughs> yes, sorry. if you were yeah, BT yeah. Barnum, you were like, okay, we've got to leverage this. Yeah, Women we need a spread and hello. We need, exactly. Yeah, exactly, so. yeah. We Literally need an at that. home with spread. Yes, so they went about kind of locating a little woman for Tom or Charles. Sorry, Charles. We'll just leave it with Charles. And they did locate somebody, a gorgeous woman by the name of Lavinia Warren. And another little person who agreed to kind of be part of this marriage. So it's very unclear whether, this how much like, of this was a publicity stunt. I was stunt. about to say, this is the OG Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez 2.0 that we're witnessing right now. Totally. It totally is. Do you think that's not genuine? Oh, I'm so sorry, oh, Cass. Not? Yeah. Were you enjoying that like on no, a really wholesome just, level? Just, do you I think it's a big, uh, do you think that's a big ploy? Oh yeah, they are rehabbing the shit out of Ben Affleck's image and the second he directs a new film and is nominated for an Oscar, he is going to fuck out of there, I'd say. I just don't believe that he'll ever be nominated for an Oscar. But sure you talking was. about? Argo. Oh he yeah, won, didn't he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Famously, they, do you, do you ever see this clip of Quentin Tarantino reacting to Ben Affleck winning? He <laughs> was... Like taking a drink of his whatever champagne or whatever at the award ceremony, and they were cutting between like obviously all the nominated directors, and um, they said Ben Affleck, and just before they cut to Ben Affleck, they caught Quentin Tarantino just spitting out the really? entire drink, really in shock, <laughs> just going <laughs> like that. So well, we're a little trip on YouTube, but don't get sucked into YouTube. Okay, my God, it can take you. <laughs> So the year is 1863. When did I say we all kicked off? I when this he was, was 1938. four. Oh, did I say no? 18. We're in the 1800s. 1840. Okay. Sorry. Hence, oh the, God, hence the war stuff. Apologies. Apologies. We were yes. Sorry. Tiny term. We were in 1936. I did fuck that up. It was 18. That's what we said onto the sky. That you welcomed us to 1938. I apologize sincerely. Where the fuck did you get 1930? And at one point you were like, and so it's 1938 now. I'm sorry. Do you know what? It's on us though, Cass, because we should have heard Queen Victoria. You should have. That's that's wrong. I am not a prod. I don't know this. History of the Queen. <laughs> now, we, okay, so I'm going to do a bit of maths here. 14, 1842 is the year he was four. 1863 is now, what's, what age is 21? he? 21. Okay, perfect. So that's a decent 19. 11. Is he 11? Are you saying 19? What? Hold on. Give me the maths again. 1842. He's four. He's four. Yeah. 1863, what age is he? <laughs> no, I've worded that like a riddle. 25. Lovely. So this seems okay. At least age, we're in the age bracket for okayness for this wedding. Uh, but P.T. Barnum salivating in the background. This is going to be huge. We're going to make a fortune. And it was unbelievably huge. So it was on the front page of the New York Times. And this was, it was unbelievable. These were, so they basically, they photographed the wedding a few days, a number of days before the wedding actually happened which was another kind of interesting way of staging it. So mm. the front page of the New York Times was the wedding scene. Right. Yeah. And the wedding itself was taking place on the same day. So it all was kind of colliding ah, yeah, in this yeah, yeah, pure yeah. kind of thing. And this was the height of the Civil War. And the front page of the New York Times was, it, Jen? <laughs> was Charles and Lavinia on their wedding day. So it was madness, right? So Harper's Magazine snapped up the wedding photos for the cover as well. Uh, like I said, they were taken in <laughs> advance, right? So it was 
unbelievable. And people at the time were made a little uncomfortable by the fact that it was, this is fucking not real. But they, yeah, it, it sort of didn't matter in a way. So anyway, Charles Stratton was quick to react to this kind of feeling. And he said, it is true. We are little, but we are as God made us perfect in our littleness. We are simply man and woman of like passions uh, and infirmities with you and other mortals. The arrangements for our marriage are controlled by no showman. Mm. So this, you know, this Mm. is what we knew from him. So the wedding made the enterprise, the whole, it just blew the fuck up. Charles was touring the world with Lavinia, who's part of the show now. Mm. Everything was Mm. madness and they were making good money. They were making such good money that, okay, so simultaneously, Charles and Lavinia had kind of taken off their own solo show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's kind of okay with PT. He was like, oh, you know, away you go. That's okay. Mm. Things took a very bad turn for PT Barnum when what felt like everything he owned just burned to the ground in one year. So his kind of American museum, which is where all these oddities that he had, Mm. which is like things like you might remember the artifacts and you don't remember the... He had this mermaid. Yeah, the Fiji mermaid. The Fijian mermaid, Mm. and which was the body of a trout. And the, sorry, the bottom half of a trout and the upper half of a small monkey. The skeletal. But, you know, this is what people believe to be a mermaid. But stuff like that, he he was very clever with his kind of releasing. So he would never release an image of the actual thing. You'd be like a a drawing. Yes. Or or an artist's interpretation of it. Exactly. Or like what people have said about it. He'd get his friends to make quotes. Original viral marketing campaigns. Unbelievable. So he would pay people. And Charles and Lavinia are like a reality show. Totally. They had a child, didn't they? Well, this is where it gets, it gets a bit dark. Right. But we don't, we still don't know anything for sure because so much of the, of the stuff at the time was, uh, so much of it was spoofery and so much of it was P.T. Barnum just with the people he knew making mm. up false kind mm. of false kind of birth certs false death certs and this was all a part of creating an excitement and a believability yeah. element like he'd pay people to line around the block for his shows mm. to create that kind of ah, we very should do that we should yeah. do that yeah. it's like part of it is was fascinating anyway so at the time so Charles and Vinia were making the big books touring around the place just being small and putting on a show then PT was broke from all the burn down of all his stuff. And he mm. was like, Charles, I need a bailout. 
and Charles bailed him out. Right. So they must have, they must have had some good relationship. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, born of a gross power imbalance. Yes. And like exploiting him as a child. Yes. Grooming him for this yes. kind of stardom. Life for us to him. It's really difficult. Yeah. It is hard. Like, it's interesting to say the statement that you just read from Charles Stratton and you'd probably they're going like Jesus be really pushed to find you know a, a little person able to speak for themselves like in in, the, in those times like now in now times you know there is a, a huge dearth of you know uh, people give, given platform to kind of talk about their own experience and their lived experience and all that kind of stuff yeah. so like yeah so it's, it yeah it's a it's kind of a muddy it's muddy waters i mean it is interesting that he was like able and given a platform to assert you know that they are like i mean he's basically being like uh can you fucking recognize us as human yeah that's exactly what charles said in yeah, that thing yeah so it's like he had an awareness that he was being othered, exploited absolutely being othered. and also only getting these opportunities by leveraging you know his his difference here. exactly yeah which is I mean yeah just... and the reason that he made that statement was because they were trying to get married in a church and the priest at the time had a problem with the marriage <gasps> oh my god now you can imagine uh, we, we don't know exactly what his problem was whether it was related to the fact that they were little people or related to the fact that he felt this was a stunt we don't know and I think this was Char this was Charles reaction to that Ooh, hey, Cassie's computer. Sorry, it died when we were recording and I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, so I no just problem. had to get a charger. And oh, no, I, you're bet you, I bet you uh, more than anything that priest's problem was that with marriage would come a family. And, and could that these they people would want to, have a family? That the church would want to control the, yeah, Lavinia and Charles starting a family. Betcha. That's fucking well, what it mm, is. They did succeed in getting married in the church and they did get married. Yeah. And they, because of the touring around they did and some of the interviews I read, they seemed to be great pals. Like uh, Lavinia had another sister who was also a little person. She came along, did part of the show with them. They had a whole thing going on. Now, back, let's revert back into just after the marriage. PT was like, okay, lads, that was a huge success. We need something else. We need a baby. Now, so... Here we are. The next plan to further the fame would be the addition of a child. So PT was like, I'll sort this out. You guys don't worry about it. And he just went about renting babies <laughs> oh from whatever town that they were in. And the also yield baby rental. The yield yeah. baby rental. <laughs> and not only that, this picture's photographs of uh, Charles Navinia just holding bit, like a series of babies that in no way look the same. <laughs> so there's just absolutely no, no. But this proves my point. Just babies, so generic looking. I oh, mean, up if until you tell a couple me your baby is cute or like I'd extra say except hot. for your kids, like are so like they all look the same. It's like the yeah. di watching the different stages of Man, aging yeah, when you look at like your children. Fucking, and then you that see guy Seb. is directing their life. What's the name yeah. again? Tree of Life guy. <laughs> what? Uh, blah, blah, that guy. You know that one. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
The video. Mike White. No, it's not Mike White. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so hazel chew all over again. The... Back to Lavinia. She she, she wrote an autobiography later in her life and did confess that the baby thing was a hoax, and uh, that her and that that kind of was accepted. So never However, in an unusual oh. twist, uh, historian John Gannon discovered that this may not have been the case and revealed paper evidence in the doc in a particular documentary he made that seemed to prove that there was a child that was born to Charles and Lavinia after all. Now, again, we don't know whether that Maybe paper... they went in for the baby rental to protect their child. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But we don't know. And so Charles, look, could have... Like what, sh- what the Kardashians should have done. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just <laughs> Chris, give it a rest. Chris should have just fucking passed cast, it in. Casting call that whole thing. Exactly. Now, Charles could have retired really young. Like Charles theoretically could have retired directly after the marriage and everything would be fine. He mm-hmm. would have had a very moneyed life and he was well able to fund the rest of his life. He earned so much that he put his sisters through private school. He bought his parents a house. He bought himself a huge house and everything was great. He wouldn't great. need a big house. He wouldn't. No, he, that's Happy. true. That's true. But actually his house, you can still visit his house. And there's a... It's probably he, perfectly like made. It is. Sim- yeah. yeah. There's a much lower staircase. Needs. Exactly that. And he, there was for Lavinia, he had made like a, it looks like an, some kind of stove or like an aga type stove in miniature for her because she wanted to cook. Yeah. So there was lovely things like that that were going on in their lives. Now, he could have retired, but he went on touring for years. So we wonder, like, why? Why did he continue when he didn't have to? And this was outside of Barnum's kind of control. And uh, he was a, he was all he knew, mm. and he was really good at it mm. as Maybe well. Maybe he enjoyed it's, it a bit as well. Well, that's it. So there's an interview but here. Like at four years old, he was a showman. Yes, yeah. exactly. He just was a natural performer, obviously. He must have been. He's Maybe must it was have. the place that he felt the most accepted in society. Well, interesting you say that, because... Um, you know, you might, do you know their name? Matt Fraser. He is an actor who is thalidomide impaired. Um, you'd recognize him if you Google him. So he was interviewed uh, about this kind of, about Charles and said like, why? And the question was put to Matt to say like, well, why do you think somebody like Charles would continue to perform in this way after he didn't have to anymore? Mm. And Matt said, there's a thing that non-disabled people tend to forget. You do your show and a thousand people think you're fantastic. You walk out the stage door and some fella's staring at you on the street. Mm. Bang, mm. you're back there. You're always back there. Mm. Of course you want to be back on the stage. It's a delicious power that I wouldn't know what to do without. Mm. So that I thought was kind of yeah. a really interesting kind of yeah. take on. And then also I think the point of like, why is... Clint Eastwood still performing. Exactly. Like, he's a performer. Charles Stratton was a performer. That's yeah. his impulse. That's, you know, he's he's compelled to perform. That's his love. Yeah. I guess it's his love. Well, sure. Or it was thrust upon him and became his love. It, yeah. I mean, either way, he had a good life. He settled down in, uh, in Massachusetts. They built a, the mansion complete with custom-made furniture, etc. He died then in his bedroom at the age of 45. And more than 10 thousand people traveled to his funeral wow wow and he then eight years later barnum died so young and was buried in the same graveyard 
Yeah. Oh my God. I'd say Charles at that point was like, can you just not PT? <laughs> like fucking hell. Exactly. Stage nine clinger. PT exactly. Barnum. Anyway, fascinating story that I think you do get the impression when you're reading about it and you're looking back on it, you're not getting the full fucking picture at well, all. No. Yeah. You, but you, I don't know if we never can Impossible or we never will. Impossible for us to have unless Charles had left like Some, a kind of a big document or exactly. a memoir or yeah. And then kind of all of it wrapped up in fame and fortune Trying so to pick apart. What Matt Fraser said, isn't it? Mm, definitely, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. And I feel like and he and you that is twenty twenty eyes really, or what yeah. close enough, or whenever he was quoted, like as recent. You definitely get that sense from all the other performers in the show who Charles was with as well. That there did seem to be a feeling. Like I'm saying this, and everything that I'm reading is written by an fully able individual historian looking back at these times with their head screwed onto their yeah, shoulders. Yeah, with their so, own kind of biases and here am that I, they can't help. Exactly, or, you know. reading about it now with that same, in that same ableist kind of fashion. But it, it, it's just a fascinating, it's a really fascinating period of time as well and period of history. And uh, there's loads there. I'll no doubt come back and tell you another story mm. about someone else. But that is the story of Charles Stratton, General Thom, Tom, Thom. Amazing. Can I just say... I just want to commend you for your pronunciation of the word Thumb. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> Say it again. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. But that and Worcestershire is just the hardest. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. I thought it was just Worcester. Worcester. Worcestershire. Yeah. Worcestershire. Do it again. Worcestershire. How are you not struggling even a single bit? Amazing. Or what about anesthetist? Anesthetist. Oh, bit wrong. <laughs> okay I mean that was a whopper thank you so much Jen no problem my um, pleasure before we go I are, mean, we are we going we should go we should probably go will I give us a creep of the week done over we go? let's yeah. do a quick creep of the week we've done over an hour I'd say there's about 10 minutes to cut out of that so. yeah a little creep of the week for take it home five, okay ten, quick creep of the week Lord Frost Brexit Minister Lord Frost oh, for who is really, really trying in. to convince everyone that the British Renaissance has begun with them as their nation struggles with staffing issues, food source, food food shortages, um, fuel. I guys, well done. You are delusional. Good luck with that. And and to our British listeners, like genuinely, fucking heart goes out to you. It's not easy. God damn it. It's madness, isn't it? But it's all the things they predicted would, of course, happen. And now they're happening. Yeah, that's more than frustrating. Often the way of life. It is often <laughs> the way of life. But uh, what a terrible shame. Can I tell you about some other creeps? Yes. This week of so many. Divorced couple is fighting over frozen dead bodies. Oh, <laughs> Which wow. the what now? So this couple. <gasps> Cryogenics. Cryogenics. This yeah. is in the family. Um, so Valeria Udalova um, founded this company, Cryo Russ, girl boss, um, with her ex-husband, who now ex-husband, uh, Daniela Medvedev. Um, and so they were joint CEO of this cryogenics company. And um, they basically used to be in cryogenics. Then things went wrong. Um, and so two weeks ago, police in Moscow um or in the Moscow region, received a call about an unusual robbery. And so they um, had to a, stop a truck that belonged to Cryorus. And um, on the 
platform attached to the truck. They found just big containers full of frozen bodies. And so they were customers who had signed up, signed up and wanted to be frozen after death in mm-hmm. the hopes that they would Arnold Schwarzenegger it in no Mel Gibson it in Forever Young. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing, isn't it? What I wonder trying to tell all those men apart. <laughs> Lads, there is a TV There's a lot. show There's on a lot Apple of the at the moment. And the first two episodes couldn't get a grip on who anyone was. What's the show? All Mankind. Oh, there you go. How exactly? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So now, actually, I've hit episode three. If anyone is watching it, hang in there. They are about to introduce some women, some gays. We have one character of color, but it's getting more textured, shall we say? Okay. And better Can I, for I'll it. Ask a God. quick question. Do you know? Those bodies, you know how in order for cryogenics to work is you must be frozen at the point while you're still alive or so quickly after your death yeah. in order to kind of retain, you know, mm, I yeah. think that's, I I think I remember. From well, for your, all of your cells to be like healthiest, not yes, beginning yeah, yeah. a so kind of brain, degradation. Yes, exactly. Really, you should this be frozen when you're 31. Exactly. <laughs> frozen at, so I wonder, like, were these people frozen alive as it were? Probably not. Um, no, I think this is just a level of creepiness. Okay. Worst couple fighting I over see. courses. We have no. We have no. <laughs> I don't think it's that next level kind of. They've been blast chilling people. <laughs> so funny. I never thought about. But that. like, how do you get the bodies? Like, surely there's a big legal issue. I'm sure but there's this running a whole company. Are paying for it and signing yeah. consent forms and all kinds of things. So anyway, um, apparently, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> This article in the Slate is so cruelly pointing out that it's unlikely cryonics will ever work. <laughs> but for people who think there's a chance, the safekeeping of the bodies can be seen as a life and death matter. And so basically, so it is Valeria who is accused of stealing the bodies, accused by her ex-husband. Um, because now the husband and wife are both trying to start, start their own separate cryonics businesses. They obviously didn't have any kind of gardening leave mm. built into these contracts. And so basically there is like 81 dead people at the center of this row. And like they're Why trying to... Why do they to... need to, but the bodies to start? Do they want to kind of tour people around the and look how many bodies I have? And this is part of <laughs> yeah. their... Testimonials. Testimonials. <laughs> but um, anyway, it all came to a head when... <laughs> I don't know why that's particularly tickling me. When Valeria um, report, broke into their previous storage unit and started like, basically she had her like cronies cut through a metal wall at the lab. They dumped all of the liquid nitrogen from the containers that had the dead bodies in it and then loaded the containers, obviously, onto their kind of flatbed truck. And... um, Hightailed it out of there. Yeah, but like these are massive containers and there is a leaked video of all of the (gasps) workers trying to get these vats up onto the flatbed and like it's it's shambolic so i'll show you but basically it the video shows a the massive vats like teetering titanic style um 
looking like they're going to fall on people. Do we know, are the vats sloshing around with some fluid and the body in it or? I think it's liquid nitrogen, yeah. So liquid nitrogen is pouring out of these vats. I'm going to show you. Oh, it's like smoking. Oh Oh God. God. I'll try and drop. um, What are we looking at here? I'll try and drop the video into our um, episode recording. But so, can see if I can make it a bit bigger. I can put the link in so to the description. Look I can put it this. in our video, yeah. So this is just a big vat of like poor dead people. And I can't even get my head around what I'm looking at. So it's a big cylindrical cylinder. And it's like cylinder. tilted up on its side. And they have smoke pouring and out of it. Yeah, yeah. that's... The is there one nitrogen. person in there, guys, or is it many? I think it's a few. There's a few pe- Oh, Jesus, it's on the swing. Oh, my God. So they have like a kind of a, some, you know, kind of sling that it's sat into that they're obviously attempting to lift it with. Um, and this is just a heist this that is they're a videoing. Dead oh, we body see, heist. We see somebody's coming in. I think that's Valeria. There's a woman entering the smoke. It is epically smoke-filled now. This, this looks point. like, do you remember the opening scene of Jurassic Park when they've got that container the shipping container and the two lads are on top of it do you remember this do you remember that scene yeah it's reminding me of that look at all the people just milling around bonkers standing in liquid nitrogen just ambling around that's pretty much the extent of it it doesn't fall over exactly on the video but like so her partner or her ex-partner gets wind of this presumably since it's so visually happening in broad daylight yeah I know it's broad daylight heist which is I think baller move frankly and um, also you're really gonna notice all of your dead bodies being gone yeah Um. so anyway uh, yeah the husband just started um, making accusations where else on Facebook and took it to the police um, and that is ongoing and so basically th- those pay- people are paying like $36,000 to freeze their bodies Um. Interestingly, you One can freeze. Payment. You can freeze. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they have a paying for. I don't know. <laughs> um, you can also freeze only your brain for much cheaper, but still fifteen grand. Hmm. And um, with yeah. the idea that you could be supplanted into it does, a jar. You know what though? Russia is quite competitive in prices compared to America, where you could be paying like two hundred grand. I just can't get the visual of, like, you know when you defrost a bit of meat? Okay, I think I have some uh, info on this. Okay, let's go. But yeah, like, defrost a bit of meat. Like, what do they do? Are they going to microwave these people exactly. so that they defrost from the inside out? Or are they going to put them in a large sink and just run water over them? Which is my preferred. <sighs> like the Christmas I don't have turkey. A, uh, yeah, don't have a microwave at the moment. Okay, so here's what the process is. After death, the body is transported to the facility in regular ice. Or dry ice, which is, I like the, the kind which of Which is very theatrical. Of of that. Um, once the patient is at the lab, surgeons perform the cryoprotective perfusion in which they wash out all of the body's That's blood. That's right, they have to. Ah. If it expands, oh, yeah. it'll burst all your, burst oh. your veins. ventricles Ooh. and your heart will explode, etc. Um, <laughs> so then they infuse the corpse with cryoprotectants like antifreeze which stops crystal ice formulation. Anyone who makes homemade ice cream, we know the scourge of it. Mm. Um, I actually have a really good get round for, it's like a, it's a no churn ice cream recipe. Very simple. A bit of condensed milk. Yeah. Flavor your condensed milk. Then fold in whipped cream. Freeze it. Done. No spinning. I made you a cook to cook 
for the patrons. I have one of those ice cream bowls for my mixer and I yeah. love it. I do. It I actually yeah. find it. It's like, like is a, big, it a KitchenAid one. Yeah, it's the big frozen bowl. Bloody big. You, you put have to it, put it in your freezer. You put it in the freezer and then when you pour in your liquid, it starts to churn it and it turns it into ice cream and you get the smoothest, most beautiful ice cream. I don't know. I got it as a present. Faulty, but mine just does not work for me. It's I leave shit. mine in the freezer the whole time. The other great thing you can do, I love that. Always ready. Yeah, yeah. Always like, ready in case I want I to like. If I need to freeze a custard, I am ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, you never know when the mood strikes. Absolutely. I really think also though, what is good is if you're doing like a, you know, freeze the ice cream, take it out, put it into a blender periodically. So don't mm. be bothering trying to push it around with a fork no stick it in your blender that's a good tip from me former <laughs> chef also a very good tip is just some frozen bananas and whip them into a blender and you get lovely um just freeze your bananas in yeah. chunks and put them into a blender with a little bit of huh. can i say on that though it flatters to deceive you have to eat that banana ice cream so fast before it returns to, to its like banana, banana origins yeah. disgusting it is bloody Nightmare. It's so stressful. I would say stress level eating. If you wanted a little in bed, <laughs> one little scoop, a little bit of caramel, and a bit of a crushed um, nut uh, or nut or a, a digestive, and you have like a little banoffee. Oh, little that one sounds thing. nice. Mm, yeah, yeah, vegan friendly. Vegan friendly. Yeah, yeah. Is it No, a digestive's full of butter. Well, you could get a vegan digestive. You could, or some toasted nuts. There you go. Okay, so um, where were we? Antifreeze, stop crystal formation. Um, then the body is cooled. Okay. Placed inside the big cylinder thing that we were just looking at. It's called a dewar. Dewar? Dewar. Where it is stored in liquid nitrogen at the temperature of negative 196 degrees Celsius. Wow. So that is cold Very as Very diply. And so basically they sign a 100-year contract. And um, for some reason, again, the slate really just can't resist the kind of snark. <laughs> the founders believe, for some reason, that the technology to raise the dead will be discovered by the end of the century. <laughs> Not just to revive them, but to return them to full health. But is anybody actively working on that? Yes. Do you think? Yes. There's, there's big companies. Private companies. Yeah. Private yeah. companies working on... I don't yeah. think there's kind of a vested interest from the Do not public. dare bring me back from the dead. Well, that's what's fascinating. Like, why would they want to come back? Everyone they have loved or known is dead. And they're back. This is interesting. The slate is like, no people or animals have been revived after cryopreservation. Well... There's no scientific evidence that it will ever be possible. This... Well, journalist has a second to grind yeah. and I'm loving it what about that woman we covered who froze to death and was successfully re- revived yeah so that was recovered that, we covered that was those the, stories of people who mm. had frozen and come back but yeah. um, the slate has specifically said here that it's nobody anyone who's undergone cryopreservation has not been revived so fair and um, so there's a bit of a creep go on very uh, Valeria interested and we to will, follow that case yeah, super absolutely. interested um, and uh, I think that's the end of our show. Wait, give us a teaser for give us a teaser the hive. for the hive. I have finally. T- I'm doing it for three weeks. I that's have animals. Yeah, no, I told oh, the big the parrot. parrot. I'm telling you, other times animals have done great things. Yes. Okay, I can tell you about times animals, humans, have done some fucking bad things. Yeah, wonderful. Um, Very. It's excited. the creep of every week. 
white supremacy. Uh, Thank you for coming. Tell your friends. Sign on to the patron. Get a ticket. Well, let's let's just ride, like leave leave her out, leave her out, take us out with a legitimate patron testimonial from JS. I'm protecting her anonymity. This is how patron has improved somebody's life for just four euros a month free tote incoming. Oh, I'm gonna do that with my mind more. Listening to the creep dive is like overhearing the cool girls at school saying strange and funny stories while you're sat in one of the toilet cubicles. Being oh. hive is like being friends with those girls. Oh. The sort of girls your mum doesn't want you to hang out with because they're a bad influence. <laughs> That's the, the two of you. Fields. You stay up like bitching on MSN and sneak yes. Kiki Swift as a booze out of the top cupboard. I love it. Oh. <laughs> What did um, she say at the end? She said, thanks, babes. Oh, thank you. Uh, Who thank was that? Thank you so Anon. much. I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to. That I'm makes course, me feel I guess good. I'm allowed to say it is Jasmine Scott. Oh, Jazz. Of course it was. Thank you, Jazz. Jasmine apologized for her grating English accent. And I'm like, what are you talking about? An accent is always better. Um, especially because it makes us sound international. Yeah, exactly. International Thank you for creeps. that. Thank you, Jasmine. Again, if you are a patron and you have been for a while and you want a shot at the new Larry Tote, send me a voicey to creepinforlove at gmail.com. It's fucking... And also, like, absolutely, like, slag the shit out of us. Oh, gently. Talk about... <laughs> Gentle ribbing is Gentle fine. Gentle ribbing. Talk I'm about how much... There's way too much visual content on the Patreon and nobody needs to see that. You say whatever you want. Get it off your chest. Thank we you. will see you on Thursday for the patrons. Back on Monday for the rest of you. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.